1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Put up on the Instagram story the other day asking for some of your questions. have answered a few of them throughout the week, but I thought Friday morning I would bundle up a few of them. So I've got four questions here. I'll go through them all at the start so you know what is coming your way. The first one comes from Thomas underscore Bryden. He says, reaction to overpaid and underpaid Fox League post that came out last week. We'll touch on that one. Great question. Thank you, Thomas. Our next one comes from... Ethan Burness, uh, best prop in the NRL. Very, very tough question. Got a few names to go through there. Very hard to single out, just one. Thank you, Ethan. Next question, at Cooper Island. He's, he's backing up from last week. Got a great question in the other day. Uh, most unpredictable side heading into 2022? We'll touch on that. I've got a few teams to choose from there, but I have got one that I've just got no idea how their season is going to play out. And our last question comes from A Francis 1323 three. Uh, Have you ever been approached by mainstream media? Would you work with them? So a very interesting one. Not so much for related more about me, but let's dive into those questions, kicking off with Thomas underscore Bryden reaction to overpaid and underpaid Fox League post. Now, last week, Fox League, they put out an Instagram post, uh, a two slider that had the best value team, so the the best 17 of guys in the NRL who are underpaid, and then in their opinion, the best 17 of players that are overpaid, or the most, you know, the most overpaid sort of guys, and um, look, I'll be honest with you, when you see this sort of stuff, it is It's human nature to sort of buy into this sort of stuff. And straight away, you look at the value that one team is and just how much some sides are overpaying other guys. And it's just... The media has built this up in our heads for so long to be negative on guys that get paid overs. And it's such a cultural thing in rugby league to bag the shit out of guys and say, oh, this guy's getting paid a million dollars. He's not playing like a million dollar player. He's shit fucking... Let's give him mental health issues. Let's just go... Like, it's just... It's just so backwards. And look, when I saw this post, the emotion kicked in, yeah? I had that first 90 seconds where I was furious and I was like, God, I hate how they do this. They're the first people to promote mental health and looking after guys and all this stuff. But then they want to put out a best 17 of the guys that – that they believe are overpaid based on the the figures that they've got. And they know exactly what they're doing. I was talking to The Whisperer about this the other day. He put it perfectly. They know exactly what they're doing. They're subtly opening these guys up to get cyber bullied. They're giving every fucking troll out there the opportunity to get stuck into these guys. And they know exactly what they're doing. They'll play dumb. They'll, they'll staff rider. They'll do all this sort of dribble. But the reality is... That we eat it up. And I'm only talking about it now because I've been asked the question. So I'm answering it now. And look, when it happened, the emotions kicked in. I made an Instagram post. I did the whole thing. And then I got to the posting screen of my Instagram and I thought, I am doing exactly what they want me to do. And yes, I can hear what you're saying right now. You, you, you're doing it right now anyway. You're talking about it. I'm not going to read out any of the players or anything like that. But I just think it is really dodgy. But on top of that, we know that Fox League's going to do this stuff. They're all about clicks. They know that this stuff is going to get a heap of clicks. It'd be scary to see the amount of people that did comment on this, the amount of people that did tag this, which I understand if your team is on it and you see a guy that is underperforming and he's got a million dollars next to his name, that is going to provoke certain emotions in you. If you see a guy that is underperforming and he's got a million dollars next to him and your best mate goes for that team and you want to G him up a little bit, you're going to tag him and give that player crap. And look, I... I don't agree with it, but I understand it. And I think the media has been planting this seed in rugby league fans for a long time. We've sort of been zombies to it. But I think people are starting to wake up to it. And I decided not to post it the other day because I didn't want to draw any more attention to it than what it was already getting, which I'm sure would have been massive. Fox League, they're smart. They know what they're doing. Uh, And then when they get all the negativity on the back of it or people saying, you know, don't do this, don't do that, it's not fair, they'll just put their head in the sand and they'll continue to do it. We'll have another one of these posts. Later in the season, we'll have more and more of this stuff coming up. It's just the reality of it. But I was talking to Andy Raymond about it the other day, and I said, isn't it crazy the way that we react? I mean, if if my mate, if one of my mates said, oh, I'm moving jobs, I've got a new job at this place, they're paying me this much when they should be paying me this much, do we bag the shit out of them? Do we give our mates crap about it? No, we say, good on you. You're getting overpaid and underworking. That is the absolute dream yeah like if it's a mate or someone you know you say well done that's awesome you give him a pat on the back but nrl players for whatever reason as soon as we see a guy is overpaid we decide i've got a right to troll this guy and, and cyber bully him essentially which is just so backwards when if it was one of your mates you would back it 100 and you'd be stoked with him if it was happening to you you'd be absolutely over the moon and the reality of the situation is that these players, they have managers. If their managers are good at the job, at their job, they will get their players more money than what they deserve. That is the reality of the situation. If the managers are able to convince a club to pay a certain player X amount, that is on the club. It's not on the player. And this is what I never understand with people bagging these guys. If you want to get upset at someone that's getting overpaid, don't bag the guy that signed the contract. Bag the guy that wrote the contract email your club reach out tag your club and say what on earth is this For I'll take the Sydney Roosters as an example because I don't want to pick out any clubs in particular because the Roosters very rarely overpay for anyone but if the Roosters overpaid for someone and they're on this thing instead of going in on that player and sending him a DM abusing him tag the Roosters and say what on earth are we doing here if this, if this figure is true why are we doing this I just I don't understand why people put the blame on the player. Should they be playing better? Possibly. Yeah, possibly they could be. But the reality is that your team made the mistake of signing that player for overs. Do not go in on the player. It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. I don't agree with Fox League posting this stuff. I hate it. But we've also got to take some responsibility for the way that we react to these things, for the way that we consume this content and how we let that first 90 seconds, that that emotion in the first 90 seconds control what we do. For me, it's a natural reaction for you to tag your mates and go, oh my God, I can't believe we're paying this guy that much. He misses tackles. He does this. He's playing reserve grade, blah, blah, blah. I understand that. But take the emotion out of it and think about why are they on that much money? Why are they on that much money? Because that player's manager went to your club and said, he wants this much. Your club could have said, nah, we're good. We'll invest this money elsewhere. If a player is being overpaid, that's on your club. It's not on the player. I, just, I, I, I disagree with this, the way that we approach this situation and the way that we react to things like this. I think it really needs a change. Thomas underscore Bryden, really great question, mate. I disagree with the way they went about it. It shits me that I'm now talking about it. That's not your fault. But it shits me that I have brought some attention to it. But I think that we we can't rely on Fox League to change because it's never going to happen. They're there for clicks. They're always going to get clicks. But it's up to us to sort of change the way that we respond to this sort of stuff by not tagging our mates, not even clicking on it, not giving it the time of day, in my opinion. But whether that happens or not, God knows. Let's move to our next question. This one comes from at Ethan underscore uh, Best prop in the NRL. Really tough one, Ethan. Uh, there's a couple of guys that come to mind here. For me, if I had to name six or seven I would probably go Payne Haas James Tisha Harris Christian Welsh Jared Rare Hargraves Junior Paulo Adam Fenua Blake Welsh, did I already say Christian Welsh I'm not sure um, another guy that I would have to throw in there is Tao Malolo uh, and I know some of you will get the shits with that and you'll throw your phone and turn your radio off and whatever that's fine But Tal Malolo, for me, I think he has to be right up there with him. Uh, For me, he's always been a front rower. That's just the reality of the situation. If you understand rugby league, you can see it in the modern game now. You should have seen it two or three years ago. For me, if I had to choose, let's say, three front rowers to go into a team... Payne Haas, I just think that he is changing the game as far as front rowers go. I think as time moves forward, there are going to be other guys that are going to replicate what Payne Haas has done. It's the reality of the situation. You can watch junior grades. You can see what Stefano's doing at the moment. There is going to be more and more of these guys, but I think Payne Haas, he's going to be the sort of guy that we look at as changing the front rower game. Same as Glenn Lazarus did, you know, 30-odd years ago. So Payne Haas, he'd be one of them. James Fisher-Harris. Um, I was talking with Nathan Cleary the other day, and we I think it was Sam Burgess was are talking about how every team just needs someone that is intimidating someone that when you see them in the change rooms you go I'll be okay today and I think James harris he is that guy for the Penrith Panthers he has been for a long time he was a lunatic when he first came in he reminded me a lot of MG when he first came in but he's leveled out a lot he's a great leader and a tremendous front rower James Harris. I would have to have him right up there. Jared Hargrove is another one I'd put right up there. Uh, AFB, I love. Paulo, I love. I love the little X-Factor that he brings. But I think my other one would be Tao Malolo. And realistically...
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
1: If I had to pick one front rower to be in my team, it would probably have to be Haas or or Taumalolo. I'm not sure which way I would go. I think it would depend on my team. Payne Haas would be sensational. He's doing things we haven't seen before. Taumalolo, though, the meters he makes and everything, pretty crazy. I'll give you a little hint. Nathan Cleary picked one of these guys uh, in his dream, dream team in the front row. So that'll be coming out next week. So the Premiership winning captain and Clive Churchill medalist who is the best halfback in our game right now. He picked one of Payne Haas or Jason Tamalolo to be in the front row uh, of his dream team. So stay tuned for that really interesting chat and sort of says the world about them. If I had to pick one of them, I think I'd probably go for Payne Haas just for the little extra that he brings. He's got the offload. Uh, he, he can just do it all Payne Haas. Defensively, he can go that little bit extra as well. A little bit younger as well too. So, But Tamalolo, not far behind. James Fisher-Harris, definitely right up there too. Thank you, Ethan. Appreciate that question, mate. Next one comes from at Island. Got a question in last week as well. Most unpredictable in 2022. A couple of sides here that I've got no idea what they're going to look like. Um, I won't mention the main one. I'll I'll save that for the end, but the Tigers, I'm not really sure how that's going to play out. I'm not really sure how this spine's going to look. We're hearing that Josh Hodgson will be remaining at the Canberra Raiders. So now all of a sudden there's a three-way race for the hooker jersey between Little, Simpkins and maybe Jacko Hastings now too. So interesting to see how that one plays Out one of the other young hookers they'll probably have the head start Adam Dewey's out for the first few weeks you assume Hastings will play six for the first couple of weeks you've also got to fit Tyrone Peach into this side somewhere is he going to be 13 could it be Hastings I've got no idea how this Tigers team is going to go. Is Brooks going to see out the season? Is he going to be there when the season kicks off? They're making all the right noises like Brooksie will be at the moment. So Tigers is one team. I'm not really sure how it's going to go. I'm hoping for the sake of Jackson Hastings. So I'm a fan of that it goes well. Uh, you've got Luciano Lua. Is he going to be there come mid-season? Is he going to be there come season kickoff? We saw it confirmed yesterday that he will be joining the Cowboys from 2023 onwards. Will he get an early release? I'm not sure how this one plays out. Canberra Raiders you just mentioned Josh Hodgson. I'm not sure how their season goes either. Um, I I tipped them for, for big things last year. I was very disappointed in them. Uh, it's the same similar sort of squad. Yeah, Adam Elliott, I think he's going to do really well at the club. But once again, they should have done better than what they did last year. So it's really hard to get a read on how they're going to go next year. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans, another side here. They finished eighth this year. We all praise them. The reality of it is that them finish eighth sort of band-aids a lot of shit that went wrong. They lost four more games and they won. That's not a successful season for me. They've let Jamal Fogarty go their main seven. They're going in with probably one of the most inexperienced spines uh, we've seen in Rugby League history to kick off a season. I haven't done the numbers myself, but I imagine... Between Jaden Campbell, uh, between Toby Sexton, between whoever the hooker is, you're probably going to have less than 100 games between all those guys. And AJ Brimson, I don't think he's played 100 games of first grade yet, and he's playing a new position. So the Titans very interesting to see how that one goes this year but the team that I just cannot predict to save myself is of course the North Queensland Cowboys um I remember Kempi called them the biggest sw- swing team of 2021 I think that was a fair shout and I think they could swing even further either way this year I spoke about it on the Instagram live the other day I think they can do themselves some f- some favors by playing Tamalolo in the front row Ruben Cotter at 13 but outside of that I don't know who the halfback's going to be. I don't know who the fullback's going to be. I'm sort of tossing up who the six is going to be. I don't know. Scott Drinkwater and Val Holmes, they have to be a lock in this side somewhere along with uh, the hammer, but I'm not really sure where they're going to fit in in reality. I'm not sure how this team is going to line up. They were incredibly disappointing last year, and realistically, I mean, this Cowboys side, I I think they can finish somewhere from 16th, to at absolute best, maybe 7th or 8th. But I'll tell you what, if I had to bet on one side, I'm betting on them to come closer to 16th. I think this team's got real potential to get the wooden spoon this year. I'm surprised not many people are talking about them. Todd Payton, I think he's going to be under pressure for a long time up there. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But the Cowboys, for me, they're the most unpredictable team for me heading into this season. You look at the team on paper, it's not terrible, but sometimes they just look like they haven't even trained together. Uh, They've obviously brought... You know, Tom Jedin was there last year. They have got Chad Townsend walking in. I don't know who's going to wear the seven. They'll be very, a very different team depending on who does. But I'm not. I've got no idea where they're going to finish on the ladder or how they're going to go realistically. So the Cowboys, they'd be my choice. With Tigers, Raiders, Titans, not far behind. Realistically, uh, A Francis one three two three. Not a footy related question, but an interesting one. Have you ever been approached by mainstream media? Would you work with them? I haven't been approached by mainstream media. I don't know what you'd call if you. I assume you mean your Fox Leagues, your Channel Nines, these sort of guys, no, have never been approached by those sort of guys, have never had any contact with them, essentially in any way, shape or form. Uh, obviously, I've been on YKTR, Bloke in a Bar, but I wouldn't put them as mainstream media just yet. They're probably not far away from being mainstream media. Uh, they're probably just the sort of tier below. So that's probably the closest I've got. But no, if a Fox League, Channel 9 reached out, no, I, wouldn't, I would have no interest uh, in joining them in any way, shape or form. If... If I was in this situation 10 years ago, I probably would, to be honest with you, but I think the game has changed. I don't think that someone like myself, someone like, you know, Justin Horro, Isaac John, Denim Kemp, Finchie, I don't think we need uh, those big media streams like Channel 9, like Fox League anymore. I think social media has just changed the game completely. Um, It would mean that I'd have a muzzle on me to some extent. There'd be certain things I would have to say, certain things I wouldn't be allowed to say, certain shit that I would have to write like most overpaid guys, which I've got no interest in doing, very much into the positivity side of rugby league, and it would also change the relationship I have with players that come on the podcast and everything. At the moment, they don't see me as media. Uh, well, they see me as media to some extent, but they know that I'm pro player compared to this mainstream media that you talk of. So, for me, I would much rather be sitting on the side of with bloke and a bar with YKTR, NRL Rose, Clarkey, etc., etc. I'd rather sit on that side of the fence and have control of my own destiny. If an opportunity was to come up with a YKTR or a bloke in a bar, I would definitely consider it because we're on the same side of the fence. If there was to be the potential of a salary for me on in that realm, I would definitely have to consider it. But no, I would never hand over uh, whatever you would call the Guru brand to a Channel 9 or to a Fox League or write for them or anything. It just doesn't doesn't tickle my fancy um there's i don't think there's a a sum of money that they could offer me that i don't think i could make over the next few years realistically um and i'm enjoying what i'm doing i love what i'm building here at the moment love sharing it with you guys each and every day so no, I haven't been approached, so it probably sounds a bit stupid me even having this conversation because it's never even come close to occurring. But if it was to occur, like A. Francis1323 has suggested here, sorry, brother, for using your Instagram handle. It sounds really shit. I wish I knew your real name. Uh, but no, I wouldn't even consider it, to be honest with you. As I said, I don't think that myself being in the position I am, I don't think I need a. A brand or an umbrella like that to go under. I think I'm fine on my own. I think that glass ceiling has been broken. So really looking forward to the future, looking forward to seeing where uh, the Guru brand can grow grow to and what it can be over the next few years because it's crazy how far it's come over the last few years. Even crazy to think how far it's come over the last year, realistically. We've got a lot more exciting things coming uh over the next 12 months and even further into the future so in answer to question no haven't been approached by any of these big agencies uh and if i was to be i think i'd let it go through to the keeper anyway